Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I slam the door when I come into the bedroom because I'm the king of the castle, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And the manager's got hit by something for a change. It's Pete Donaldson. It was a TV remote. Mm. A Samsung TV remote thrown by one Luke Moore, a man who's old enough to know better, quite frankly, old than everyone else. Sticking up for me. Defending Marcus Speller's honour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a week later, <laughs> yes. you did not see it coming. Played the long game you, and you lost it. Yeah, you may have forgotten about the way you treated him last Monday. <laughs> treated him. But I find that a <laughs> revenge is a dish best served cold. <laughs> <laughs> when I was looking at an email that Marcus sent me earlier on, at uh, the top of Google Mail says, uh, why not hang out with Marcus? <laughs> really? And I thought, I'll do that, you know. Off, mate. Yeah. Twice a week. Like that. So are yeah. you advertising for friends? <laughs> Clearly. Twice a week, contractually obliged. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, what did it, why does it say that? Did you have a Google Hangout? Google Hangout. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, change that and let's see the friends come rolling mm. in. Now, if you lived on Steve McLaren's Hair Island, yeah. which we're all aware of, yeah. we've all seen that Hair Island of we're his. We're all a big fan. Population yep. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you lived on Steve McLaren's Hair Island, what would your job be, Jim? Uh, well, I think 
It's a tricky as question. With, as with any hair island, the residents of it will share a lot of traits with the host, uh, the host head. Okay. Yeah, the, um, the, the mainland of yeah, you yeah, the mainland. So yeah. the mainland is the hair, the bulk of the hair. Yeah, the yeah. hair island is, is just, you know... In the sea it, of balls. It simply is what it is. It's, <laughs> the, it's a hair island. The sea but, of pate. Yeah, but there will still be, there will still be um, residents on it. So <laughs> I think, um, you know, McLaren... He's travelled around a lot, hasn't he? He's done a lot of different things in his life, and um, I would like to be the local travel agent <laughs> of um, the Steve McLaren Hair Island because, um, well, you know, it, as I say, he's travelled around a lot, and it would actually be quite a complicated and therefore rewarding job. Um, you'd have to help the, the residents get around, and uh, less obviously we know that everyone on it's called Steve, just so yeah. for yeah, just like, for Steve. eve of conversation, we'll mm. just establish that now. Um, and the Steves so, from other islands are called Steve. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Well, this is, this is one of the things, isn't it? So, I mean, it would have to be very, very intricate. For example, if you wanted to um, get get one of the Steves over to visit the Netherlands, you'd mm. have to set it up so that you could get them from your hair island over to the hair of a different player. Yes. Say, like, you know, Wijnaldum. So when he's going back for an international or if he's got family visiting or something like that. So you'd, the connections would be incredible. You'd have to really work hard to get people crossing onto different heads and then coming back. The, main, the main airport would be in the, in the bulk of the, the hair, hair mainland. <laughs> the airport would be in the hair mainland. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. You know, you'd have to arrange all the travel for as well. a little propeller um, plane from the island yeah, to the yeah, mainland. Yeah. And uh, you could Hairways. sell... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Hairways. Yeah. yeah, you could. You'd obviously sell um, different language guides, which would simply be just guides on how to do the accent. Yeah, uh, yeah. of course. Yeah. And you could sell different kinds of holidays. Like, you, you what about parties? visas though? What about visas? Visa, I don't think that you know between heads. I'm not sure it's, there's that much admin involved. Okay. I must say. Um, but if you're going for a different type of holiday, you know, if you want a big party holiday, then um, you go for Ronaldinho's head. You know, you, yeah, have, to, you okay, have to coordinate yeah. that. That's like uh, Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a big, big party town. And also, if you want to see some amazing sights, Paul Pogba's head. Yeah. I imagine the hair there is, is, is an yeah. astounding yeah. thing. That'd be okay. a real thing of beauty. So, yeah, I would be the travel island, uh, travel island, travel <laughs> agent on Steve McLaren's hair island. Yeah, and if you wanted maybe some more rugged terrain, you might go for El Sharawi or something. I forget. Yeah. What, I know he's had a bit of a, uh, a yeah. spiky do before. Yeah. And, yeah, if you surfing maybe to um, Jovino's because it's just it's all water in it. Yeah. <laughs> And if, if you're yeah. exiled for any reason, just yeah. onto John Joe Shelby's head. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's worth pointing out, ladies and gentlemen, often we start with a ridiculous, nonsensical question. This one could take the biscuit. <laughs> uh, but I'm having fun, so yeah. we'll carry on. Luke? I'd like to be ambassador to the hair mainland. <laughs> okay. So I would be basically make sure that sort of cordial relations are kept up between the hair island and the hair mainland. Yeah, yeah. Um, we it, coordinate a lot. Yeah, I'd, I'd be helping you get over. Well, absolutely. But also, Jim, my, my job would probably involve... Um, if the hair island at any point was thinking about taking a vote to declare independence, mm-hmm. um, maybe sort of just re- sort of negotiate on that mm. perhaps and talking to the man about it. I'd probably have w- weekly briefings with the hair mainland government. Yeah, um, important job because any hair island is under constant threat. Yeah. Sovereignty is, is very, very important. Oh, there's a lot of erosion. From, yeah. It's eroding. Yeah. Yeah. And from other hair patches as well. Yeah. Moustaches, well, sideburns, they're the natural enemy. That's very true. No, yeah, I, think, I think there'd be fairly cordial relations between all those at this point. Right. But, I mean, yeah. you, you don't know. Do well, you? They're well, all in the sort up, of the hair kingdom, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But you might end up with a hair archipelago. You know, it's, you've got, you yeah. could, Jim. I mean, that's yeah. very... Identity's important. Zidane's yeah. is like a, is like, was like a hair archipelago, wasn't it? That's like three you, sides. I was thinking... Was it more like... Was it more of a... Yeah, it probably was an archipelago. An archipelago is lots of different islands, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Mm. It's, I'm just thinking out loud. Sorry. Of course yeah. you are. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I, but the thing is, so, more, Zidane's was more of a peninsula. Yeah. It's really <laughs> sort of peninsula, a hair peninsula. Well, think about it. McLaren's hair island is actually quite prominent. Yeah, yeah. that is actually that's a good hair island. Mm, you know, yeah. that's like the Isle of Wight. Very or populous. Yeah, exactly. That, that is uh, is something to to hang your hat on, if you will. It's the, it's the Svalbard. Yeah. Of hair island, Whereas yes. if you think about a very remote hair island, yeah. was Jordan Lechkov. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, it's very yeah. remote. I don't know if it, even if it was inhabited. Yeah, <laughs> was it charted? Was it charted? Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely charted. Okay, because right. you had one as well, didn't he? Yeah. did. It's a big thing yeah. amongst he, the Newcastle United legends. I mean, if anything, it's an allegory for the rising sea. Uh, yeah, sea uh, yeah. levels, isn't Alan, it? Really, Alan, Alan Shearer's was like Atlantis. It disappeared into the sea. <laughs> or something. It's gone now. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Is it? It's away. Yeah, it's it's away. Pete. Um, I'd be a documentary filmmaker. Yes, and and this is what my film would be. There are many people who live on this wonderful, magical hair island, and here's one now. It's Paul the Blacksmith. Hello. He provides the islanders of Steve McLaren's head with tools and wheel bonds and larger items such as stoves and bellows. His speciality is case hardening, where bone dust is added to iron to make crucible steel. Paul the Blacksmith thinks Newcastle are a fucking disgrace. Oh, look! Here's Maurice, the baker's son. Hello there. He's hoping to grow up to be a bosun on the high seas and has already started his training. He's still had time to notice that Newcastle have 24 points on 28 games, though, and it's their lowest in Premier League history and the worst since 1986. He thinks Steve McLaren is massively out of his depth. Before we leave this magical isle, let's drop in on Beatrice Parnell. She's the mayor's wife and a local governor in her own right. She thinks Steve McLaren has lost the dressing room, if indeed he ever knew where it fucking was. Thank you for joining us on our journey across <laughs> Steve McLaren's stupid head. Uh, we often say that you haven't prepared for an opening question. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have the points, Marcus. So this is for what you've once. been doing all this time. Yeah. <laughs> Three years in the I've making. been waiting. <laughs> As that hairline's been receding, I've been yeah, planning just, my uh, Steve McLaren Hair Island documentary. Dropping little, little uh, hints out across the season. Yeah. Oh, maybe oh. at some point we could do an opening question about Steve McLaren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's trying to make up for Time Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's a good production piece compared to what you guys put together. Three Let's years not ago. revisit the unwanted past. I take it. I've oh. got the points. Um, well, we haven't heard my answer yet. Yeah, true. Um, point, yeah. That was the first time we'd heard that as well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't think I need to answer. I think Pete's got the point. Yeah. I, I think, think you should answer. I think you should answer. Yeah. I think this I, needs fleshing out. I just, I thought to myself, I'll just be combing the beaches, looking into the distance, wondering what else is out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> metal detecting. Yeah, we yeah. do a bit of metal I, detecting. I know it'll be out there. What else is out there? The championship. Oh, what's that? Coming over the horizon. <laughs> it's a P45. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yeah, yeah, Pete, without a doubt, has got the point. Well done, Thank Peter. You. Well done, Peter. Well done, Peter. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right. Now we've all calmed down. Let's yeah. go to the Premier League, where football was actually played. Spurs 2, Arsenal 2, Jim. Mm. I mean, we, we talked on the preview show, and I think on the last um, uh, Ramble show as well, a week ago, that Arsenal, they're not too canny, they're not too streetwise at times, but... They yeah. were a bit more in this game. I know, as football fans, you've got to be careful not to suddenly throw out everything you've just said because of one game. Yeah. But actually, going 2-1 down to a Spurs side who looked quite rampant at that particular moment, having mm. been down to 10 men, of course, to get a point and actually probably finish the stronger of the two, 
yeah, in I mean, hindsight, it's not so bad. Yeah, it's, it's a strange, strange result because um, they went 1-0 up with a brilliant goal from Ramsey. But then, like as soon as Coquelin went off, you knew they would they would go behind. The Aldevaro goal, um, mm. they should have been stronger on that. Harry Kane's goal, that was just brilliant. That's mm. one of those... Oh, when he showed to shoot, I thought, what was he doing? Oh, yeah. Right. You're just going to have to take that. And it was fantastic to get back into the game. But it's the naivety of, of, of being able to see exactly what's going to happen and then letting it happen anyway, being mm. completely powerless to stop that. With some, you know, some sort of sloppy play at the, at the set piece for Alderweireld's goal. And it's just, it's so weird. It's, we completely arsenaled it, but then Spurs Spurs did it. So it was fine. And all is as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Spain had a lot of work to do. To be well, fair, well, we yeah, said a lot of on the, on the pre- We said on the previous show that actually he's a good number two. Yeah, um, but and he came in and played well. I mean, he's an international goalkeeper. Yeah. isn't he? he's he's not really. A, he's better not than really a number two. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like I'm the only one here who wants to be a bit harsher on Arsenal. Actually, well, okay. Uh, I mean, one nil up and they get a silly sending off. Yeah. And Wenger was saying to Koscielny, yeah. well, especially Coquelin. Yeah. The first booking was ridiculous as well. Mm. Just to to get booked for for handball like that is really silly. And the second one, he's not. The player's not going anywhere. I mean, there's no there's no need to do what he did. I think he's maybe uh, a little overcommitted, maybe way too pumped up. It's a poor decision then. Yeah, he was a bit pumped up. But I, the reason I, w- I wasn't going to go too hard on Arsenal, then I saw the quote that Per Matasaka made after the game, which was, for a team with low confidence and no belief, we played pretty well today. Well, <clears throat> one, that's a bit chippy. <laughs> two, I don't think it is. Two, they didn't actually play that well. They, they made some poor decisions, obviously typified by Coquelin. Um David Ospina had to make um, the most saves of any Arsenal goalkeeper for six years. Yeah, but they're, they're a man down. Not, away all, from not home. all of those were after he was sent yeah, off. Yeah, but um, um, you know, and enough of them will be for that stat to be false without that. It what that false? Throw false, in. completely yeah. false. Yeah, but think about it. If there's a they're missing a man for the majority of the game. That stat does not take that into account. It wasn't the majority of the game. But the, no, the majority of the second half, you know yeah, what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, okay. you, you look at the first five, ten minutes. I mean, Spurs looked def- definitely on on top on that one. And they went that storm. And I think that's why people lost their heads a little bit mm. as, as they moved into the second half. We, we should say it was a brilliant second half, by the it way. It was a fantastic yeah, It was brilliant. And, and the thing is, mm. I actually, as a neutral... Wanting Leicester to win the league, so it was a lovely result. As a neutral, I actually thought that Arsenal, yeah, of course, one nil up, Coquelin gets sent off, bloody blah, 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 blah. That's the way the game's gone. I thought Arsenal, actually, to get back into that at 2-all, I thought wasn't a bad result at all. Well, my, my two final points I was going to make, which yeah. is the one that no one seems to really have made too much of the fact that the only reason Arsenal scored the second goal is because Lloris made an error, which it wasn't a great finish. I mean, Lloris should have saved that. Mm. Okay. Uh, and, and finally, regardless of all this stuff I've just said, and I don't expect particularly Jim to agree with me, and I understand why he doesn't, and I don't expect everyone to agree with me, but... Why is Mertesacker coming out and being almost happy with that? I mean, yeah, why, of course. Why, why, why would you have Arsenal got to a level now where they're being battered around by everyone in the press and everything like that, including on this show, and they're not playing very well? They they were very close to losing their fourth game in a row. Okay, and they managed to pull it out of the fire. Very close um, isn't no, is no, irrelevant. But, but what I'm saying is that's that, fine. It's not really irrelevant because the point, I'm trying, the broader <laughs> point I'm trying to make is that they, they shouldn't be happy with the form they're currently in. No, but the, the, it's. I mean, and they've they, just they drawn, pulled it out of the fire there. They've they've down scraped to ten men. They scraped a draw against their fiercest rivals, and the captain is coming out saying, "Oh, yeah. we we're happy with that." But I mean, the, the word "scraped" there is a bit of a weasel word as well because they're, they're, they're down to ten men. That is a good result in the circumstances. The circumstances are of Arsenal's own doing. I take that. That's yeah, that's silly. It's, I'm about to but say it's also, their own fault. The Lloris thing as well. Sanchez had like three men on him there. If you don't ask the question, you're not going to get an answer. So, you know, I mean, you can't... I'm not, uh, I'm not begrudging him the goal. I'm not begrudging the goal at all. I'm just saying, that, you know, it took a goalkeeping error for them to come out and, and, actually, and actually get a point out of it. And, but and, they, they forced that, that and, error. And the overall point is, 
that no, Arsenal didn't have a man down bestowed upon them. It was their own fault. Absolutely, of course. But still, you have to react to those circumstances. And to a degree, they did. Now, I think, I, I agree with you. It's not like everyone should be... I've not seen the particular interview with Per Mertesacker. I don't know if he was, like, shaking maracas and having a brilliant time. But um, <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he was, then fair enough. That's, that's, just, that's Barcelona in anticipation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the mugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, no, yeah. no, 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 one point. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think the, the thing is, Arsenal's confidence is incredibly low. They are being battered all over the place and th- there has to be something that's a turning point and a catalyst and th- this is frankly better than nothing isn't it because it really looked like if you lose that game it's terrible so to pull anything out of it when, when your backs are against the wall mm. that much if that can act as a catalyst great and it may be that Mertesacker is one of the senior players he's trying to basically work with what he's got to get mm. these players firing again because yeah, with think, the running that's, that's coming that's someone has think, to do that I think all, all these points are valid you know, I, I just want to make one yeah. final one if I may and the problem I don't, is there's only one of them yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't, the problem is I, I don't want to just sort of stir the hornet's nest for no particular reason but lies I, I wonder <laughs> if um, I wonder if a top manager another top manager mm. and another top club which Arsenal undoubtedly are with a lot of players <clears throat> yeah. and a lot of um, lot of quality in their squad. Well, you say a lot of players. We only had ten for a yeah. most of the second half. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> a lot of players to choose from. Maybe is a better way of putting it. Uh, is it acceptable? But just because they were reduced to ten men, they let Spurs have twenty six yeah, shots on, on their goal. The Spurs way they're a good team, you have to remember that. Yeah, yeah. the way the game went, like, like I said, when all is said and done, I take the point that they're one 0 up and they get a stupid sending off. But the way the game's gone, they're down to ten men. They're away from home to a side who are uh, on better form than mm, them. They're they a go, better form team, aren't they? Yeah, they go two-one down. When when Harry Kane scored that second goal, if you said to any Arsenal fan, would you take a point? Absolutely, and they and finished the game probably a bit stronger. And also, Eric Dyer should have been sent off. And well, if you if you look at a decision yeah. like that, and you sort of go, well, yeah, why why isn't he getting sent off? Like, we're we're, we're no, right up against the wall. So I mean, that that shows a little bit of character. That's one of the ifs, though, isn't it? I mean, if Dyer had been sent off, there's absolutely nothing to say we'd have gone on. To no, of course game, not. But, but yeah. I, I actually thought, um, but, but, but Marcus, just yeah. quickly, I, I just want to pick up on this a little bit more. Uh, genuinely, because I, I believe passionately that, that, that uh, a top manager, oh, I agree with you, should then. have been able to adapt. If you're, if you're one, the reason that just brought that into stark focus for me is because you just said the words after a goal up and had a man sent off. I'm thinking, what's Mourinho going to do then mm. at that point? What is Sir Alex Ferguson going to do mm. at that point? These other top managers in Premier League history, they're going to adapt. Mm. They're going to make it difficult for the other team. Yeah. Arsenal just decided to completely go ahead with what they normally did. Now, I'll take the point with Harry Kane scoring a, a world class goal. You can't do anything about that. The, the well, the second and the first one was from a corner, but it was completely avoidable. Mm. It was completely avoidable, especially. Well, I mean, if you down to ten men, set pieces in particular, you've got you've got to have a plan. You've got to be solid on the set pieces. To be really, really, mm. and even the even the second goal with Harry Kane, they could have dealt with it better Mertesaka, in the build up, yeah. couldn't they? They could have dealt with it better in the build up. Okay, fine, yeah, absolutely right. But they they got out of there w- with a point. And I, looking at Spurs, I think Spurs. Probably scored the second one too early because they, I think it was about seventy-six minutes in mm. they scored and it was suddenly way here we go going to win the league and all that kind of talk and it was such a euphoric moment for Watt Alain especially Kane and especially because it was such a great goal and he whipped the mask off in celebration which was nice yeah. to see but then they had say the best part of fifteen minutes to play out the rest of the game. How do you approach that when you, you're 2 one up and your, your tails are up? Do you go for that third goal and you think, actually, we don't need it, we're playing against 10 men. If they're playing against 11 men, it, it may have been mm. a bit more casual. And it was it was too long. Had they have gone, they scored the, um, if they'd have equalised and then scored the second in the 80-minute mark or something like that, you would imagine that they would have probably yeah. the, well, the the, they would have seen it out. But Marcus, the worrying thing for Spurs fans was that they actually looked a bit tired. Yeah. So they, let's say, they clearly are, they, they're drilled very, very hard. They're a young squad, we know that, but they work very hard and they looked a bit tired. Against a team like Arsenal, I know Arsenal had 10, but it was a very 
very fiercely contested game mm. as North London derbies always are. And I, I agree. I think Spurs. Sort it was of an opportunity missed. But Sanchez again. Yeah, I, I thought Sanchez had a drop before he scored. I thought he, he looks like he looks like he's resigned to defeat. I was very very surprised when he scored. I'm not just saying mm. that because he they, he looked like a defeated man. That's a sign of the quality he is. By the way, that's his first goal for a number of months. I think. Yeah, yeah. In the um, league. He managed to pull it out of the bag and and, and, and finish it. Um, but I think the reason, just to expand on what you said, Marcus, is that Spurs. The reason that happened, I think, is they were a bit tired. And they, and they, well, that they, is what I, I mean. Th- it's I twice, they, twice they've been the better team against Arsenal yeah, this season. But they in the showed, league and they've got two points from it. Yeah, I think they. they yeah. They, they, it was a huge opportunity missed, and I think that those positions is they're, they're not used to being that. Two one up at home to Arsenal, hold on there, and you'll be in within two points of Leicester, and Arsenal will be further behind you. And what a position that is! And Arsenal finished the game stronger. There was a chance when Arsenal broke forward, they might have done something better with it. And then obviously Ramsey had that chance at the end, which um, was it? Vimmer got back. Yeah, it was, good, it was good defending well. like that. I mean, it, it was great defending. Yeah, I'm not saying. Uh, what the hell's Ramsey playing at or anything like that but but I'm saying that it's it kind of reverted to type there in the North London derby that Spurs got themselves a good, in a good position and thought oh blimey hang on what are we doing yeah they could have been a bit tired and whatnot. then Arsenal thought hang on a minute we're Arsenal here we're in the North London derby they got yeah. back into it and Spurs probably were quite happy to see the final whistle in some senses mm. uh, but I thought uh, you know overall a point does that really do, didn't serve that anybody? We said this on the preview show, didn't it? It's very likely to be a high-scoring draw, mm. uh, well, not a high-scoring draw as it turned out, but be a, a scoring draw that's ultimately uh, not ideal for either team, and so it panned out. One mm. thing that's a, a good thing to a good point to make about the North London derby, I think, is um, it's always a very, very hotly contested game, and there's often screamers in it that sort mm. of. Um, Kind of go a little bit unheralded because it, it's it's so high energy, so mm. high tempo that it's like right, that's a goal. Carry on, carry on, just <laughs> get to the end, yeah. score the most. And again, Ramsey's goal was brilliant. Harry Kane's goal was absolutely fantastic, mm. and it's very much of its type. Isn't Spurs, wouldn't, if Spurs had beaten Arsenal, wouldn't they have been on the same points as Leicester at the time? Because yeah, they would have gone top, I think. Yeah, because Le- yeah, well, they've gone top on goal difference, mm. not within two points. They would have mm. actually gone top, mm. and then obviously Leicester won anyway. But I mean, it, it was a mm. bit of a missed opportunity, I think. Yeah, but, but I mean, Ramsey's first the... goal was a beauty, by yeah. the way. His goal, the first, it was all he could do in this situation because the ball was slightly behind, behind him, him and that was, yeah. that was great improvisation but yeah that's, that's one win in uh, sorry one point out of six from, from Tottenham now and they are looking tired and isn't Deli Ali um there's talk of him having um, potentially having knee and ankle problems but I mean yeah, I don't know how true that is I don't know enough about it yeah well we're going to talk more Premier League action after this Hi I'm Frank Dovoff you're listening to the Football Ramble Foot, Football Ramble 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. When all said and done about the North London derby, the draw was a great result for those foxes. Mm. Leicester City, they beat Watford away. It was a great goal from Mares. They're oh. going to win the bloody league. Stop, stop <laughs> it. Yeah, Jim. I, I think I think you've probably been a bit premature on that on that front, Mark. Nonsense, poopy pants. I enjoyed the game. I thought Leicester were the better team by miles. Uh, they uh, Watford. I mean, as we said before, if if, if Dini or Agar don't score, Watford don't score. Yeah. They're both not in great form. Leicester had more shots, both on and off target, more corners, similar possession, which is. I mean, given they're a team away from home, a lot to pound the break. That yeah. sort of tells a bit of a story as well. Um, and yeah, Watford have got such problems in front of goal now. They really are. Yeah, I thought, I thought Kante looked a little bit off the pace. I think um, when he's King, coming when, back from a knock. Though, yeah, when, when King came on, I thought he really shot it up. He just, mm. yeah, he just let everyone else play and, and just sort of. I do an anchor, wasn't he? Everyone seems to know their roles in that team mm. when they've they had do. to fill in. But Pete, I don't think Kante was expected to play. Was he? He's only, he only mm. missed one game with a hamstring. Mm. Well, K- well King scored midweek, didn't he? Yeah. So and then he got dropped for Kante, which is a bit of a. Yeah, but he's their player. He's their midfield player in the. I mean, I think he's played in League One for them. Yeah, I think if. I think when it comes to Kante, I think you know if, he, if he's eighty percent fit, I mean they'll keep yeah. they'll keep him in the yeah. side. Mm. Drink water was was good as well. I mean, Leicester have Newcastle at home next, Palace away. Yeah. Now I know Palace. Not six. <laughs> <laughs> well, Palace they've got to win at some point, surely. Well, this is um, isn't it? Then mm. surely at some point you would think Leicester will drop uh, drop some silly yeah. points. But that's they, the time they will again. win. But they'll win in the FA Cup at the weekend True. against Reading. That's right. <laughs> um, but pa- that that Palace away game, you would imagine Leicester would love that because Palace are not going to play cautiously or defensively no, against no, no. Leicester at home which plays into Leicester's hands so uh, Leicester should be top in April they've got a five point advantage now the and Spurs it, have got the hardest run on that of those top teams right. as well yeah. so in April they are at home to Southampton but you would fancy Leicester there and they're at home to West Ham a, a tricky one that's it's, a tough one yeah it, but it's only in May and, and also they're away to Sunderland at home to Swansea you get into May they're away to Manchester United then they're at home to Everton and away to Chelsea a bit harder that is tough yeah but they could have it wrapped up the problem is if they, if they don't have it wrapped up by then yeah. United and Chelsea are not <laughs> teams you want to play by the way they need to be nine points clear <laughs> indeed yeah. well they're already five. five they're five at the moment and they've got Newcastle and Palace to come I mean, with a um, trophy going to the Midlands, it's quite a good place for the helicopter to be, isn't it? It's very it, easy. It, it could go north yeah. or south, couldn't it, from there? Logistically easy yeah. for them. Just, Just stay in Leicester. But it's been in Manchester a number of times. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah in between Manchester and, and Chelsea or, uh, oh, or London, you, you know what I mean? So it's, it's had to float Oh, is it, is it a conspiracy just to make it logistically easy on the last day of the season? Yeah, I think mm. so. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is incredible to think that last season, if uh, you'd have said that Leicester could win the league at Chelsea... 
if you said that last season, Barry yeah. Wine Chelsea yeah. won the league unless they got relegated. It's just ridiculous. Everyone Jim. will be thinking the other way around. Everyone. Oh, Chelsea got to, get, got to give me on the last day to yeah. win it. Mm. Oh, yeah, you swap those two sides over, as we've said, and the season's nowhere near as odd. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it really is quite something. And, and I think that, that win away to Watford... Watford is, you know, Watford are having a good season and it's it's not an easy, nowhere's easy to go in, in the Premier League at the minute, maybe apart from Sellers Park, for, sorry, Palace fans, but that's that's the way it's going there. And and to get that away win, especially as the, the second and third place teams drop points, yeah. that gives su- such a uh, such a boost as well. Definitely. You know, and I, th- there is such belief in that Leicester team and the way they all play for each other. We've said it before, it, it, it is on. They, yeah, they can absolutely take a lot of faith um, from the ineptitude of the teams around them, as <laughs> yeah. you're sort of touching on as well. And what, another thing that's interesting, you know, we were talking about how Leicester would react to, you know, teams setting up against them with Leicester being the favourite in pretty much every game and trying to blunt them a little bit, they they are getting the one nils that they need to get. They're, they're adapting mm. to everything, mm. and they should probably should have won that by more than one. They had a yeah. few opportunities. Well, they keep they keep passing tests. So when they got beaten in yeah. the last minute by Arsenal, they came back and, and did okay. Then they withdrew against West Brom a bit, unfortunately, and they've come back and won again. They, mm. they keep answering questions, yeah. and, and the position they're in, they can afford to pick up a couple of draws here and there. Mm. It's not a big problem for them yeah. because because the other teams, I mean, the other teams really look. Well, if you if you throw the fact that Spurs look a bit tired into the mix, the other teams are all fallible. Mm. There's not there's not one team that's absolute steamroller mm. in it. You know, apart from Chelsea, and they're far behind, to, too behind to, yeah. to, to, to matter. And again, the point we we keep making is that all of those other teams for the you know for the nearby future at least are involved in other competitions. Yeah, absolutely right. Completely. Mm. Like Arsenal got a very busy month, very busy mm. month. You know, and so and they're having to change up all sorts of travel but plans it, for this whole game and then the Barcelona game. So yeah, every every other team's got problems. I'd head to the to, to, for us to get to the end of the season if Leicester possibly could possibly 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 do it, and we all sort of blame it on Europa League and, and all yeah. that crap. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. It's Especially as you're the only ex-Leicester employee on, on the show. Exactly. You, you, you on the books. You'd feel it more keenly than the rest I of us. Yes. I'm, I'm saying that not as a, not as a reason why um, Leicester don't deserve it or it doesn't mean as much as more fuel to the fire that they could actually do this. Yeah. You know, that's, mm. I think. Happened with Liverpool, didn't they? They came very close to winning it. A lot, a lot of to do with that was the fact they had no European football mm. at the time. Yeah. I mean, Leicester could, could win the league and then next season finish 10th and it yeah. wouldn't look out of place. If Leicester win the league this <laughs> season, this is the best season of the Premier League ever. It has to be. By <laughs> some distance and I saw something today I don't know how true it is I saw not some... the one when Man United had it wrapped up in March <laughs> yeah um, or that season Chelsea won it with uh, conceding about 12 goals or yeah won every game 4-0 and yeah. managed to be boring somehow yeah. it's like they were Blackburn isn't it there was, there was better talk. than that though, on the Newcastle Man United duel cash yeah. injection someone from ESPN I forget who it was and I don't know how true it is but I'm just the messenger here someone from ESPN <laughs> tweeted today that currently as things currently stand Leicester will be seeded in the Champions League class <laughs> Yeah. Which Man City fans will be gutted about. Yeah. <laughs> what an incredible time. Yeah. 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 Like, Le- Leicester are going to find it very hard not to find themselves in the Champions League next season, which is yeah. insane. Des- despite the uh, the uh, administration at UEFA's best effort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, right. we got like the idea of a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you hear about that uh, Leicester fan who cashed out? He had... He put £20 on them at the start of the season. He cashed it like 29 grand. Do you think that's what the Premier League will start saying to Ranieri? <laughs> we'll, we'll give you third now. Yeah, you no, take it. You no, cash out. No. Cash out third. <laughs> third and a buy in the FA Cup third yeah. round. Nah. Guaranteed group stage <laughs> Champions League. Now. Take it now. No. No, <laughs> no chance. Absolutely no chance. Uh, West Ham keep winning as well. They beat yeah. Everton 3-2 away. That was what, a, what a game that was. That was the most Everton game, wasn't it? <laughs> and the great thing about it was Everton were just waiting for the right moment to release the fact that they're reducing season tickets by 5% next season <laughs> yeah. which is, they're really angry at the moment <laughs> <laughs> which is great to hear 
Most yeah. of, a lot of Everton fans will think, well, I'm taking a 100% reduction because I won't be going. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder oh, if you can get one where you only go for a half. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be uh, first half, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, the thing is, Martinez isn't... I mean, we all know the circumstances around that they could have gone 3-0 up and Mr. Penalty and all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm not sure that was in the box, you know. It was very marginal, mm. but it was a, it was a... I mean, Adrian's position as, as the goalkeeper saving the penalty was suspect. I mean, possibly should have been retaken, but it was a poor penalty anyway. Mm. Um, but the Martinez thing... Um, one the, I, I wasn't going to go too harsh on Martinez today either, but then I saw something <laughs> earlier which said that he, he said in the newspaper today, in, in the London Evening Standard today, that... Um, in his opinion, only Manchester United deserve to win at Goodison Park this season. Everyone else hasn't deserved to he win. He said that? Yeah. Oh. And, and I thought to myself, well, all right, but I think you are king bluffer, mate. Mm. Is he and... including Everton in that? <laughs> yeah, well, presumably he must be, because otherwise it's ridiculous. But, Jim, obviously he isn't. Um, and I, I took a little, a little bit digging around about Martinez and his, and his role. And we all know what he's done at Everton, mm. essentially. But mm. his role at Wigan, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but... Um, so Wigan were promoted into the Premier League and mm-hmm. their first season in the Premier League was 2005-2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, they became 10th, 17th, okay, which is a dodgy season, mm-hmm. 14th and 11th. Then Martinez took the job in August 2009 and they went 16th, 16th, 15th, 18th, relegated. Okay, They also went from conceding an average of 51.75 goals a season in the Premier League before Martinez came along. And they went up to a massive 68.75 wow. goals to concede mm. per season after he took over. And then they got relegated. And that was, re- was, out, that was without really improving their goal score column either. Now, of course, they won the FA Cup, which, of course, we all know, and that's a great achievement. But they had that... They didn't really play anyone good apart from Everton. Ironically, Everton at Goodison Park, where they won 3-0 and they scored three goals in three minutes. Do you remember that? Mm, crazy yeah. situation. And fine, they won the game. And then the final against City could have gone either way. If you take those, essentially those two games mm. out of Martinez's managerial career, he hasn't really done that much. Mm. And, 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 it, and, and, and it's sort of he's getting a lot more scrutiny on him now, a lot more media exposure. And you wonder whether he's just a bit of a bluffer. And like Paul Merson famously said on Soccer Saturday a number of weeks ago, you come out of the game thinking Everton were terrible. They're making mistakes all over the place. They can't keep goals out. And then Martinez speaks, and you think, oh, yeah, they're unlucky again. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to think, scratch beneath the surface, Roberto, Roberto Martinez's management career, and not as all as what but, it seems. But, but does Martinez really believe that? Because the last couple of weeks, last three or four weeks, in fact, he's come out and sort of blamed the ref or blamed anyone apart from himself and his team. He's, at no point he's ever said, oh, this is all my fault. I've made the wrong substitute, substitution and stuff. Like Pardew. Do, do you think he, well, do you think he <laughs> believes that? Do you think he actually believes that? Or is he just kind of, it is just that classic kind of Mourinho or uh, diversion sort of tactic. Yeah, but Mourinho's Possibly. diversion tactic is a different thing because he's actually won stuff. Mm. And so you can understand <clears throat> Mourinho is clearly a higher level operator than Martinez as a manager. I think that's, that's, that goes without saying. What's so, good for the goose? Well, true. Yeah, possibly. I, I think um, I think he's just a bit of a bluffer, and he's done well to get that job. But do you think with Martinez, he's, 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 Martinez's sides they do play nice football, you know? And and, mm. and Wigan were kind of praised a bit when they were down there. They were trying to play their way out of trouble, which is quite admirable. And Everton have been very exciting for the neutral this season. They score a lot of goals. That often masks what you're saying, Luke. Yes. That, uh, that that Martinez perhaps he has this. Uh, aura about him of well we're playing football in the right way we're trying to do things the right way and it's getting to the point of yeah, that's fine, fine but yeah. it's but you're not doing it the right way because you're conceding loads of goals the yeah. right way to do mm. it is to concede not very many and to score a lot yeah, yeah. but I think though that maybe the, the um the benefit of the doubt he was given at Wigan was because, for that exact reason, he was playing quite nice football. He, and he was seen as quite a young manager where who's building his mm. style and he's learning on that job. So, clearly, he was, for a long time, 
and working, it is a tough job working to off potential Wigan in the league yeah but now at a club mm. like Everton who you know are of a bigger status than, than Wigan with all due respect to them and you know being a bit longer in the tooth in terms of his career it's actually now is when he needs to put some proof into the pudding really. I, I also think with, with just thinking about the, the FA Cup final when Wigan won it I mean I was at that game mm. and, it, and it could have gone either way and they scored in the 91st minute they scored in the injury time from a, a Ben Watson I think it was the, the 88th minute it was very late on anyway mm. it was very late on yeah. it was, and, and it happened about five minutes after Zabaleta was sent off for two yellows and there was nothing in that game yeah. and Mancini was on, on his way out and, it, and there was a bit Man City were very poor that day yeah, but, I mean, but that's just one game you know. and that was a number of years ago but that's the highlight of his career it's a good highlight but mm. I, I, you know at Everton he's clearly not doing a, a particularly great job. I mean, you know, Everton are 12th in the table. I mean, they are, what are they, 14 points above above relegation when really with that squad, with, with some of those players, especially this season, they should be at least aiming for a Europa League place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's not so good, but West Ham, let's talk about them for a bit. I mean, uh, it was poor that they were 2-0 down. It could have been three. It, and Everton were down to 10 men at the time. Yeah. But they came roaring back. Yeah. And that man, Antonio, scored again. Yeah, loves it. And obviously, and you know what? What can West Ham do this season? I mean, they are now fifth. They are one point off fourth place. Okay, Manchester City have a game now. They're three points off Arsenal for crying out loud. It's and really, Arsenal, we've been talking about a, a, a title contender. It's really interesting because I know there's a lot of ifs and, and, and ifs and buts in this statement, but it's the, the, the things I'm about to say are all possible. Like West Ham, given the, the fallibility of all the other, a lot of the other teams um, in, in the top four or five, um, West Ham could feasibly finish in the top four. It's not mm. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. They're one point off it, as you've said, Marcus, and we're in, yeah, we're in March. So they're moving to a new stadium next year. Mm. Could be a new, there could be a new team. They're in London. There could be a new team right. down at the top table in English football. A lot of money just, there. Just because they get more money coming in next season. They've got a 60,000-seater stadium and they're in the Champions League. Yeah, the thing is with the 60,000-seater stadium, though, um, I was talking to a friend of mine about this who supports West Ham. They're not actually going to make, they're going to make very, very little money out of um, gate receipts there because they're effectively renting it. And so they will get increased income from the from the you know the TV money like everybody does. Hmm. But actually, it's not the same as when when clubs you know move into a massive new stadium. No, but and I think it's the, revenue no, but it's the status of the club, Jim. Absolutely, you play yeah. in front of that many people. Yeah, but players it's a point worth to, making. It, okay, fine. Yeah, but but players will want to go there. That's the reason why Payet is, says he wants to stay. Apparently, yeah. mm. that he wants to be a part of the project. Well, Payet was a hot property, and he, and he could have gone to a number of different mm. clubs. And he wrote part of the reason he went to to West Ham is because they're in the Premier League well, and they're in London, and they can give him a lot of money. According to the Brentwood Gazette, West Ham want um, Theo for twenty six million. Would you Super say that, Jim? Twenty six million. Twenty six million. Yes, that's the number I, I, the Brentwood Gazette sorry, put on him. Answer for you. Yes, he would. He's <laughs> got a big contract. To be fair, I, I, yeah, that might be his going rate by next season. You, well, ma- I, you I, mentioned that, Pete, but I read, I read in the, the Standard today that um, Oxford Chamberlain's been linked with West Ham. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's been linked million. He's also been linked with Liverpool. Wouldn't Has be it? that. Wouldn't be that bad a move. I, I lose the Theo's. Uh, sorry, to go back to Arsenal for a second. Three hundred thirty-five appearances, eighty-two goals. Is that a good return? No, he's been there a long time. Yeah. A long time. Maybe he needs a move. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the thing with Theo Walcott, though, I know we talk about him a lot, but um, I think it was maybe three, four seasons ago now. I think he scored twenty-one goals, and he he looked like he was finding actually the player that mm. um, everyone thought he or thought and hoped he was going to be and needed to be. Then he got a bad injury. Returning from that, he had a nice bit of form. Got another bad injury and spent a big chunk of two seasons out. And he's just you know he's basically reverted to the player he was before yeah. he really really might hit be a form. confidence thing. And it, it might be a confidence thing, but he he takes a while to get his form back. I mean he's become a bit of a lightning rod for Arsenal's problems. I mean, he scored that fantastic goal against City to, to, to win us that game. He's, yeah. he's, he's not as bad as he's being made out at the he, moment, but not, we certainly need more from he's, him. He's not having a good time, is he? And the further point, just quickly to make before we move on, is that Theo Walcott is a man who's built his football career around pace. 
injuries stack up, age mm. catches up with him. What sort of player? He's not the sort of player, to my mind, that when he hits 31, 32, he's suddenly going to become a really cute, yeah. interesting midfield player. He's going to be on the scrap heap, isn't he? So they, they, if, if he is going to deliver, he's rapidly running out of time. Certainly is. Uh, Newcastle are rapidly running out of time. <laughs> yeah, um, nice no, well, do you know what? We obviously joke around about Newcastle. It, it really is actually quite sad to see at the moment the state of the club. And, and Alan Shearer on Matter of the Day, I'm sure a lot of people saw that. He was bursting at the seams to say a lot of stuff that he probably thought he, he shouldn't say. Or can't say uh, on air. Is, is, the, is the scene set for him to parachute in again? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it very much. But it, it it really is like quite bad. And when you see the Newcastle fans singing, you know, we're shit and we're sick of it. Mm. That, that is just that's such. Yeah, a but that, I mean, that, I mean, that's been repeated for the last five years or something like that. I'm, I mean, sh- no, I'm, it, sh- I'm sure it has. But it's, it's more it's, for me. It's more annoying that, that when they inevitably get rid of McLaren for whatever reason, whether it's this week and if he's going to go, he should go this but week. It doesn't make make too much of a difference. It doesn't does make it? too much of a difference. You, you know, you know, that's like nine years that Ashley's been mm. in, and there'll be another thing. All all the thing pieces will be like, oh, Geordies are, are ungrateful, and you know they spent no, the money this think, time around and all that crap. Yeah, but every time. Time they fire a manager, they say, you know, it's really hard to manage in Newcastle because the fans are, are so kind of like they want they, they success. The they, ex- try. they expect the team to like try and <laughs> yeah. and all that money that goes into their pockets mm. to actually bloody yeah. do it. But you like, see how much fun it is being a professional football you get paid <laughs> loads. <laughs> but like da- so down in two thousand and nine, mm. then nearly down like three years later, mm-hmm. and then another year, two years after that, mm. it did, almost down. That was last yeah. season, and then yeah. this season, almost down again. Mm. For that all level down, of support. Mate. It's just it's crap. No, but you're Pete, right. But, but, uh, a couple of points. One, you guys just touched on, oh, it's not going to change anything if they fire him. And there's two good managers waiting in the wings. Uh, David, David Moyes is a good manager, and Rafa Benitez is a good manager. Yeah, but um, yeah. is Rafa think, Benitez going to take it, though? Well, if you let me finish, <laughs> the one thing, the one sort of light at the end of the tunnel for Newcastle fans is possibly that, regardless of the opinion of Ashley, and I'm not going to sit here and defend him, he has actually put his hand in his pocket and they've signed some players. They've paid. So one of the complaints that you used to make, Peter, a few years ago, and rightly so, is that they never sign anyone. They never pay yeah, for any players. Yeah, but they, they put their money in for, to the tune of 80 million, 70 million, right? After... Yeah. Like years of underinvestment, the yeah, youth yeah, team yeah. have no money. We, we don't have any pedigree in youth team uh, promotion. Fine, with respect, that's a slightly different point. What I was going to go on to ask you, just as a direct question, not a trick question, is that do you think someone like Rafa Benitez, if they were going to pay the money for someone like Benitez or Moyes, would they get a better performances about the, of the squad of players they've already got? And I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah. So but- if they do it this week, it's not necessarily going to be a pointless move it might but, actually be a good but move but would Rafa Benitez with his pedigree want to take down a Newcastle team if it goes alright you, you look about. at it I mean you, basically at this point in the season we're not looking we're not sort of scrabbling around for our dream manager and it's like the dream appointment and there are you know some pretty decent candidates out there we're looking for a Nigel Pearson to keep us up and then yeah. we'll be in the same situation next season when he woefully under, well, underperforms the answer to that is possibly David Moore Newcastle well, need their own Gus Hiddink Shearer should come back. No, he's not because well, they went down under Shearer. Yeah, no, it's Newcastle. Direct, <laughs> director of football at QPR, Les Ferdinand. What, ah, right, he's now done, you're talking. Right, he's done his he's badges. He's yeah. done his badges. If, if you can't learn something about fear and performing when it matters by a black man who played in Turkey in the 1980s, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think you can be told anything in football. Might, to be fair. Might would I you, say that would be it would be a disaster if, if Ferdinand was in charge, but it, it would be. <laughs> Why though? Oh, what about somebody else who, who would, knows would the you club? Be up for a, would you be up for a third coming? <laughs> a third coming. I'd do some third comings. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, Peter. Do you know what? 
worse ideas than that can we, to get Keggy back. <laughs> lot worse. Can we spare at least 30 seconds for another very nice Jonzo Shelby pass for the Perez? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, actually, yeah. He, 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 did, he did a similar one last week and Riviera was just half asleep. But he, he, He's doing his bit. Imagine, <laughs> I mean, imagine being him, sort of turning up. He, you know, he's a natural captain. I think yeah. Colachini needs to leave the club. Do you think, do you think Shelby's a natural captain? Because a lot of people have been saying, well, and Shelby's the captain, and that's a load of he nonsense. He settled in very quickly, he's, Shelby. He's, yeah. I think, on terms of on the pitch... now, It's he's not got, hard to look good in that team, to be fair. That's a fair point. He's obviously got way with intentions he's got his own problems possibly often on the pitch but as a player he's I think he's I do think he's all class I mean mm. the way he's settled into that Newcastle team straight away he just wants to be wanted he wants to be able to play yeah. and, and, and he is a, there's no way I mean you, you could list 50 things before Shelby being a problem at Newcastle mm. I mean, he's, he's probably the shining light for them he was a shining light in that game that pass was fantastic yeah he, just positional awareness sometimes he, he, he chases the ball when, when the runners are coming in behind him you know if, if the opposition but with a good attacking. quality player alongside possibly him, yeah, yeah, yeah possibly I mean it, yeah Bournemouth they, they look as though they're, they're on course for staying up as well which it's is, three which from is, four now isn't it, really? mm. Which is great news from them for, for them, but yeah, Newcastle. Oh it's my goodness! Suddenly, only Castle, isn't it? Really? But it was, Whoa, but it was fortunate for <laughs> I mean, it was fortunate for Newcastle that Sunderland mm. got you know Southampton got that equaliser against Sunderland. That was a terrible, Gutting. terrible um, couple of points for them yeah, to drop. Yeah, you know what? The, the, the derby's coming up, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, I think it is. after you've got Leicester, you've got got the derby coming up, and we've said ourselves on this show that they've got a canny operator in Sam Allardyce who knows yeah. how to get out of a relegation battle. But you know, I mean, maybe that touch will wear off. This does start to happen. Football. Changes these managers that seem really like a really safe pair of hands yeah, suddenly can't you, quite cut it in the I, same I, way. I, I do look at Newcastle. I think it looks seriously troublesome for them because Sunderland have Sam Allardyce and even someone like Jermaine Defoe, yeah, a I'm scorer. Saying, they might have could... some competition down there in their state. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I think it's three from four, and I would if I had to put some money on the team to stay up, it would be Sunderland. Newcastle's running is quite kind. There are teams that they could pick pick up points against but home to Bournemouth maybe <laughs> well that's what I mean that's <laughs> you look at something like Bournemouth even Swansea they should be putting some kind of performance in mm, Sunderland yeah. as well what did you think of uh, your mate Tino Aspria tweeting away with firstly sack McLaren is what he put well I'm, pu- I'm putting myself at risk of, of, a, of an unfollow okay. not an unfollow or a blocking but he won't listen to this I always, I always like how Newcastle um, players or ex-Newcastle players in the heyday in the mm. 90s and the, in the early 90s when they leave to slightly middling results uh, they, they really do remember their time on Newcastle fond when when it actually was actually happening, they're not quite so warm. When, you, when it was listen, actually, you've just been on block, pal. <laughs> you're treading the fine line. What I'm saying is line. that everyone becomes a spokesman when they leave Newcastle because genuinely they remember 50,000 people roaring them on. True, and it's a lovely place to play some football. Well, he said sack McLaren. He followed that up with better yet, resign. <laughs> it's the same result, better yeah. than that. <laughs> and then finished off with wish I was in Newcastle now. God. <laughs> new and Castle were two different would words. He, Maybe he, he was just buying a new castle. <laughs> would, he, would he fancy? Would, For he his fa- would he fancy a ten-game tilt <laughs> at the management? Oh, got Alan. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> You're up for Ferdinand. Any of uh, Beardo? What about Beardo? Imagine they hold a, hold a press conference, say, right, we're, we're club legend. We're going to give him a nod for the last ten games of the season. And everyone thinks it's Shearer. Pulls out his Tino in a big fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, riding on a into the press conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Pete, oh, um, in all seriousness, um, some of the names being linked are Benitez, which I think is probably a little bit unrealistic because he wouldn't want the scenario of being in the championship. Nigel Pearson is another one, but also Moyes and Rogers. And Moyes or Rogers are in a good position where they would probably take being in the championship next season um, I think and Rogers it back up. I think Moyes is the answer. I think Rogers has got too much Rogers opinion of himself, but who I think Moyes would, you, would do it. Who would you prefer? But I mean, yeah, but when Moyes was at Everton, for example, he had a, he had a back line at least. Yeah. Newcastle just don't have that. What and about? And I don't... And I, 
it's in recent memory that um, that that man couldn't get the best out of the, you know, the players at Manchester. Do you know United what would be fantastic, and he would he would want the job more than anybody uh, to screw over a former club of his on a short-term deal, getting big Paolo Di Canio. Oh. <laughs> it, would, it would be whack a oh, firework up there incredible, up backsides. And obviously, he, did he want to stay on at Sunderland? And they were like, nah, you're all right, mate. I can't remember. It was, I, it was a maelstrom of conflict. <laughs> but yeah. just just like when they put, put um, Steve in, like, it, it, an underwhelming uh, mm. appointment. We said that at the time. It, there, was names, there were names like Vieira uh, being linked. And that would have been quite an exciting, mm. interesting, sort of, you know, progressive yeah, young true. manager. But they just went with the, the old fat white guy, again. Again. So it's just like... Well, if that's the case, I mean, I could, I've got nothing around here. <laughs> <laughs> one side that looked like they are safe are West Brom. They beat Manchester United 1-0. They're one point off the top half. They're on 39 points. Surely they're safe, mm. Jim, surely. Someone's uh, someone's made a decision for Jose Mourinho, haven't they? <laughs> 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 it's funny because um, a lot of people are in touch about the way I'm at sending off and... Um, Oh, the first person I saw get in touch was on Facebook and it was Ben Stanley and, and he said and I really like this because it does it does sort of give you an impression of what football's like these days but it's refreshing to hear one matter say and this is the quote about his two yellows and red um, I could have avoided them and I take responsibility not mm. many players say that these yeah, days no, it's, it's, it's his first red card that. ever that's true I, well yeah true him and Milner that, him yeah. and Milner like two nice boys <laughs> the nice boys have got naughty Leicester top of the league and the nice boys have got naughty I almost expected like one matter to come back down the tunnel right under the pitch with like a leather jacket and a cigarette on like uh, San, <laughs> like Sandy in um, in Greece <laughs> I, quite, I quite like him I'm, I'm more surprised to hear that Milner's only had two red cards in his career it, it might, might be in the league maybe but, uh, but he's, I don't know he's, he's, he's a hard he's working a nice industrious tough player but, yeah, he does get amongst it, but he's, he's got very good timing. So uh, you know, he's not—he's not malicious, and he's also—he's not reckless. So it was, you know, it, it was nothing vicious. Yeah. Indeed, it was nothing vicious at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're both both matters bookings. We almost don't need to talk about how bizarre and daft they were. Yeah. But it almost—I mean, well, the first one—if I was deliberately going to get sent off, I'd do that. Basically. <laughs> the, first, the first one was a bit daft, but the, I understand why he did it. Yeah, he didn't want West Brom to have a breakaway. Yeah, it was the, the free quick equivalent of a daft little, you know. Yeah, pulling back, shunt into it, it, someone. It just took one for the team. The second one was ridiculous, mm. like ridiculous. He swung a leg really like like he was some sort of League Two player. He, he looked like he was still thinking about the first one. Yeah. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. like he's so kind of such a clean player. He's absolutely heartbroken to have been booked at all. He ain't got it out of his system. It was almost <laughs> like, like he, Robbie Savage that got into his mind like some sort of eighties body swap <laughs> comedy. <laughs> And uh, and managed to do it. Mm. Rondon's gone on, on a bit of good form, isn't mm. he? Yeah, he is. And uh, I just say West Brom, they can now just relax. Maybe it's just good to see Venezuelan players in the Premier League. It is yeah. actually they're playing Arsenal soon, so I really hope they do relax. Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be good for us. <laughs> the only chance Arsenal have got. Get them some Seneca. Everyone else just is a bit tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pulisto pouring cold water over Man United's yeah. top four. He ambitions. likes nothing more than <laughs> <laughs> the ruiner. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever have a party, never invite Pulis. No. No. He just walk or don't in. let him find out about it because <laughs> yeah. you know, that's all he needs. He'll True. ring the doorbell. You'll open the front door, no smile from him, he'll just march straight in, unplug the sound system, take every single alcoholic drink at the fridge, pour it down yeah, the yeah. drain, walk out again, shut the door on the way out. Just no, no need to see me out, shut just, the door. Ring his parents everywhere. Yeah, Doesn't yeah, matter how yeah. old the people at the party are. Yeah, and you'll look out the window and he's walking on the road, literally calling people's who's, parents. Who's yeah. put a house brick in the punch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sido Berahino, yeah. when will you stop? Because yeah. <laughs> it's going to be his party, let's be honest. Yeah.
absolutely right. <laughs> it will be his one hundred percent. It'll be his party, and um, and Pochettino will be there and be like, oh, "There's no way I'm signing him." <laughs> no. uh, let's go into the championship. Burnley beat Blackburn one 0 Says Steve McLaren. Yeah, <laughs> oh, unnecessary. Good win for Burnley in in the derby. Dyche's men go top of the table. Yeah, I like the look of Burnley. I think you know, if, if, looking at the teams up in there, they've got um, a lot of Premier League experience. Look, the players who've scored the goals for them. Andre Gray, of course, is, mm. is hot property. He's not really mm. done anything in the Premier League per se, but he's scoring goals. He's slotting there very, very nicely. And then the players who are scoring goals for Burnley as well are um, Sam Vokes yeah. and Scott Arford, who played in the Premier League with Burnley before. Um, and Joey Barton in the mix up as yeah, well. Oh, yeah. He would love one last season. <laughs> of course he would. Danny Glover and Lethal yes. Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one, super. One last job. Yep. Classic. <laughs> Would he be, although Barton though who's wronged him in the Premier League who would he like to who hasn't it's more about who he thinks has wronged him which yeah. is every Everyone. other living being yeah so, so would it be more, more well, like saying, no but if you're going to say Danny Glover would it not be like Danny Glover in Predator 2 relentlessly going after the Predator no because I like Sean Dyche as a Mel Gibson character alright yeah I'm sure Dyche doesn't like that now I'm sure he no. doesn't no <laughs> it's not a comparison anyone wants yeah he's got Sandy Ballbag and Mel Gibson <laughs> yeah you know, otherwise known as <laughs> <laughs> um, Leeds beat Bolton 2-1 a Leeds United fan group called Time to Go Massimo lovely very direct lovely that. Very, like that. Di- yeah. Yeah. very lovely Yorkshire. rhythm to that mm. cadence they staged a funeral at Time Ellen to Road. go Massimo Time to go mm-hmm. Massimo don't jump in when I say they staged a funeral oh, sorry, let me yeah, finish sorry, that yeah. sentence <laughs> at Ellen Road to mourn as they put it the death of the club they fell in love with yeah it's very wow. sad I mean, if you stop to think about it it's obviously tremendously sad what's happened to Leeds United mm. of course, and, yeah. and more importantly probably um, in the season I guess was that uh, that they won for crying out loud because they need well, they're not doing of, amazing give them, give them something a smile about well they, they beat Bolton yeah, moral but, Bolton and Bolton yeah. have got bigger fish to fry at the moment mm, but, but, Bolton they? are um just been given 14 days final postponement of a winding up order because a Dean Holdsworth fronted consortium wants to buy them out but oh. the guy who owns Bolton now I think it's or a spokesman for Bolton I guess um, has said that he hasn't seen the Dean's, Dean Holdsworth consortium he hasn't seen proof of funds or anything oh. so it sounds to me like they're still at the time of recording they're still quite far away hasn't Dean tried to do that before I'm sure Holdsworth has headed up a consortium by someone they always get like an ex-footballer to front it don't mm. they in some way so it's possible yeah it's possible quite mm. a Dickensian name for a man in that position as well yeah Mm-hmm. But uh, the top of the tour with uh, Middlesbrough, they've got to be careful they don't get sucked in the playoffs again because we saw yeah. how badly they performed last time. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't show up at all, did they? Uh, they did not show up at all. No, it, the plot thickens in the championship. But it's always <laughs> very busy around the top end of the table there, and it's it always great to, uh, great to see because um, the games do come thick and fast. I think they're playing again this week. I think they're playing tomorrow mm. night again. So, um, And Middlesbrough <clears> have got a game in hand, of course, as of Hull because of the uh, FA Cup commitments. That's right, that's right. Before we leave uh, the United Kingdom, let's go to the Northern Ireland Football League Premiership. This was quite incredible, really. 69-year-old Ronnie McFall has parted ways with Porter Down after they had a surprise loss in the Cup to uh, Lugan Celtic. Now, this ended his 29-year tenure, uh, tenure at the club, which made him the longest-serving manager in Europe. He was appointed six weeks after Ferguson, wasn't he? Yeah. That's right. Six it's... weeks after Ferguson in December 1986. Yeah. That's incredible, but it's such a shame he's gone now. <laughs> yeah, Why has he not it, seen it out? It's, it's, it's not ended... Uh, as, as he would have perhaps liked. Does that now make Wenger the longest ever manager in Europe? It, that's yeah, right. It does. Okay, right. It does, yeah. McFawley won four league titles in that time, including the club's first ever one in 1990 and the last one in 2002. Um, a, a, a famous um, Europa League qualifying win over Latvia's Skonterigo across two legs in 2010-2011. Mm. That'll live long in the memory. <laughs> well, I'm sure if it will, <laughs> will, will, will support Skonter- it down uh, 15 times Latvian champions. I mean, yeah. It's a great effort. Uh, he's Skonterigo. Yes. Has he? Yeah, He's yeah. gone to the Prem Championship. <laughs> yeah, so it's a shame to hear about that. Um, mm. He was meant to leave at the end of the season, but obviously thought better of it. 
Yeah. Mm. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes. Maybe there is. Well, Maybe I mean, just do one of those really big, annoying, awkward leaving dudes. Yeah, I'm not coming in for me last time. <laughs> I hope there is something going on behind the scenes because it seems nothing's happened behind the scenes well, for that that length of time. No, exactly. Absolutely quiet. incredible. We're going to go abroad after uh, this. While you're sitting at work punching them numbers into them boxes, why not head on over to thefootballramble.com and have a gander? You'll find more highlights than a night at Crystal's. Don't forget the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365, which is out this Friday. And it's a good one. It's, as you know, we haven't done it yet. Oh, mm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got planned? I'm looking around the room look and I'm Dalton. looking into the eyes of all my teammates and I'm seeing winners. <laughs> Guys I can rely on. Yeah. Are you all right? I was stifling a burp. <laughs> oh, okay. That was that, what that first well, You look for. very reliable doing it. Uh, should we go to La Liga? Yes. Yeah. Real Madrid 7, Celta Vigo 1. The standard. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo's <laughs> now the second top goal scorer in the history of La Liga, only behind Messi. He scored 250 goals in 60 fewer games than Messi. He'll love a bit of that. Mm. No I doubt. wonder what the wonder what the minutes to goals ratio is. Yeah. Well, well find out, Jim. I'm happy with what I know. <laughs> if you want to do extra research, <laughs> that's fine. Do it in your own time. I've got a couple of stats here. It's not minutes to goal ratio, but it's worth. I just thought it was worth pointing out that Cristiano Ronaldo has now scored <clears throat> 352 goals mm-hmm. in 335 games for Real Madrid, and there's 530 top-level career goals. They were booing him. <laughs> he had the cheek to boo that man. Yeah. Whatever you think of him, that is absolutely ridiculous goes, in the highest it's, possible it's because degree. because we all know a Cristiano Ronaldo, that's why. Little, yeah. little, we all know one. Little um, exercise. Give him the name of a very, very prolific striker and I'll punch him into the internet and you can use it as a comparison. Pete Donaldson. Lewandowski. Yeah. Robert Lewandowski, okay. That's a, you have to be the longest one to type in. Right? <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Go and punch it into the internet yeah, on, your, in. on your internet machine. That's Dial it up. That's what it said on the jingle. And um, a lot of people have said that the guy doing the jingle they thinks me, but it isn't. So no, it isn't. Why I said that. No. Um, Lewandowski has got 239 club Nothing. goals. Nothing. 239. Yeah. Ronaldo's got well over double that. <laughs> well over double Robert, Robert, uh, Robert Lewandowski, who's probably one of the... Well, he is one of the stand-up strikers in Europe. He's got half the amount of goals Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo's got. been around for a few more years, but not to the, those no. proportions. What, about, about, what about Jan Venegor of Hesselink? I'm not putting that, <laughs> I'm putting that in. I'm not typing that in. But one, th- one thing I would be interested to, to look at is um, how many he's got compared to Alan Shearer, who, of course, is the great... Because I, I was thinking about this... The um, old Mitrovic, yeah? Yeah, the old Mitrovic. Yeah, the original Mitrovic. Because when, um, when we were talking... Um, when I was reading... Sorry, when I was looking at this earlier, I was thinking about um, whether Alan Shearer's record's ever going to be beaten, 260 Premier League goals. Um, and he got 379 goals mm. um, for club in, in his club career um, and 30 for, for England. So, mm. you know, a decent amount. But With no fat way, injuries, though, as well. It's it's true. That's, great true. That's true. But it's impossible to make the argument that if Ronaldo didn't stay at, uh, in the Premier League, he wouldn't have broken that record. He would have smashed it to bits. Yeah. Absolute pieces. You'd have thought so. Yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's being booed by anyone at any point, yeah. other than the fact that they just don't like the cut of Well, his some, some people understand. saying, well, they boo in the side. I think that there was a few boos aimed at him because of his comments recently. And yeah, no, I comes, understand that. Then he comes out and scores four. And also, Shearer only played once in a title-winning season, I suppose, as well. Yeah. So yeah. he played in a 
pretty crazy. Oh, Shearer's record is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Mm. No Stop having a go at another Newcastle legend. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things about Ronaldo, we've touched on this before as well, is people seem to do down his, his achievements because he's got this athleticism and because he's got so much ability. And it's like, oh, yeah, but it's easy for him, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, because he's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, well, you you didn't, shouldn't take that away from One, him for one that thing reason. Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't got that Alan Shearer certainly did have and does have is, of course, an illustrious management career. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're going to get lynched, mate. You're going to get. I'm going to sell out. One thing that Alan Shearer had, obviously, which Cristiano hasn't achieved yet, is a hair island. That yeah. is true. But they he's got an island now, isn't he? He's got a real he's island. island. Which, to be he honest, is much better. Jim, he can just cover it in hair. Luke, Luke I'm happy Everyone that... Everyone on it will have hair. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be models hair as yeah. well. I'm happy to admit that I do believe that Cristiano Ronaldo was in the goal series along with Alan Shearer. So, yeah, they've worked uh, together. They've worked yeah, together in the They past. both played with Santiago Munez, yeah, they have. the mm. fictional footballer. Yeah. I, th- I think that on Cristiano Ronaldo's actual island that could become a hair island, instead of having cliffs, it could have quiffs. Nice. Lovely old job. He Overtook uh, Luis Suarez uh, this season. He's one in front of him, I think, in the, the top mm. scorer rankings in in Spain. Uh, talking of prolific strikers, Jonas of Benfica, not uh, Gutierrez, of course, that would be ridiculous. He's in the running for the European Golden Boot this year. I was reading something that Graham, Hunt, Graham Hunter wrote about him. He became a professional footballer at twenty when he was doing a pharmacist college course in Brazil, and he was dubbed the worst striker in the world in Brazil when he missed three great chances, which <laughs> straight after each other. He went through on goal and he missed it, missed it, missed. It's not like the Brazilian media to go over the top like that sort of stuff. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's got Benfica on the verge of uh, Champions League quarterfinal, and he was also crowned the best player in the Portuguese league last year. What, I, what I'm trying to say there, kids, is don't give up. He's had the mm. last laugh. Mm, you mm. could say. Don't give up Unless the they get to the final, and they, they will lose, because yeah. they are cursed. <laughs> um, elsewhere in Spain, Gary Neville's Valencia, they lost 3-1 to Atletico. Mm. Torres came off the bench and got the second. Lovely he's scoring goal. a few, yeah, he's scoring a few there was recently. Talk, there was talk in that game that Gary... Keep ne- him on! There was talk that Gary Neville was making substitutions because the crowd were telling him to. Did you see that? He had to deny it in a press conference. Is that right? Apparently the crowd were he... calling for certain players and all this other stuff. And he had to come out and say, no, it was nothing to do with the fans that I made these certain substitutions. But I mean, let's put it in perspective. They, they've turned the corner a bit. I think they won three and four before that game. Mm. Um, and obviously, Atletico Madrid are a good team. So it's, not, it's yeah. no disgrace to lose that game. Mm. Mm. They're not doing too badly. Barcelona, they obviously uh, won. Yeah. They extended their unbeaten run in all competitions to 36. They broke the previous record for a Spanish team uh, recently when they went 35 games unbeaten in all competitions. Messi, Neymar, and Suarez now have 100 goals between them this season. It was their 11th of the league win in a row. Uh, Luis Enrique was full of praise for Messi this time, saying Messi is going to be the greatest player as long as he wants to, but there will be a time when age affects everybody, so it won't be as long as he wants What's to. Yeah. Um, I'd like it to be until he's 40 years old, but I don't have a scientific basis to comment any further on that. It's nice to hear a football manager uh, 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 one with his own limitations. <laughs> yeah. Completely at sea with yeah. scientific <laughs> thought. You Alan Pardew saying that, he'd be, he'd be like, I do know exactly <laughs> and if you say I don't, I will hit you, Jeff yeah. Shreves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's only made the part that Pardew hasn't won since he had that drink in that pub with his no, Crystal Palace supporters, which is quite nice. They haven't won a league game since then. They also haven't won a league game since the those Americans injected 50 million or whatever it was into the club. Mm. Um, and yeah, he got very, very angry. I mean, can, can we really do the show and let this go without being mentioned? I, mean, I don't think mm. we can. He got, we, and it wasn't just at Shreves, was it? Was it at the BBC as Maybe well? Maybe save yeah. this for highlights of the week. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because we've literally right. talked about Cristiano Ronaldo breaking records and Barcelona breaking records, okay. and you've managed to go straight to Pardew. Okay. 
Every, if we put it in the highlights of the week, everyone's happy. There yeah. we are. There we, we are. Don't forget we have those listeners who are only listening to the first 10 minutes and then complain. So <laughs> like, I mean, this week's going to be terrible. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, yeah. Up theirs. Yeah. Uh, Luis Suarez, this is brilliant. He's in line for a return to the Uruguay national team this week after serving his ban from the World Cup. Wow. Remember that ban? I forgot all <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's amazing. He <laughs> doesn't play for Uruguay. <laughs> He'll be back for the 2018 uh, World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, against Brazil and, and, and Peru. Maybe, that, maybe that's why he's been so good this season. Oh, he's just had not, not the international match. He's not like travelling. Didn't have to travel. Mm. Uh, elsewhere in Europe, Bayern and PSG both drew nil-nil. Right? I just thought I'd say that because yeah, you probably won't be able to say it any other time soon. PSG did not turn up, it's fair to say. Did they knew I watched the highlights. What, so it was a nil-nil, they should have got beat 3-0 then. Yeah. Yeah. Poor on the opposition, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, oh, how about this? Let's go to America. The um, Major League Soccer season is back underway. Mm. Yeah. Lovely, Federico Higuain scoring a bicycle kick. He's, he's Gonzalo's brother. Is he really? <laughs> I didn't know this. No, I didn't. I had no idea that. Is that like Wayne Rooney's brother? Uh, he used to play his trade in the MLS. Yeah, or oh, the Wayne Rooney brother who was a Wayne Rooney lookalike for a bit. That's it, yeah. That's no, I think it's a different one. No, isn't I think it? it's the same guy, isn't it? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who indeed cares? Mm, I love a lookalike, me. Yeah. Um, Patrick Vieira got his first win uh, as uh, New York City FC boss, 4 3 away from home. High scoring. Orlando City, did you see that one? 2 0 down. Injury time, 94th minute and 95th minute equaliser. <laughs> oh. Killer. That's brilliant, that. Yeah. And it's a tenor-side thriller. Tenor-side thriller? It was. They're both sides were down to 10 men. It's what we like to see. And uh, Ashley Cole, he made his debut yeah, he in got, the league. He got his all, pants, he it's got all his, kicking off. He got his pants pulled down in a ridiculous display of defending as well. They won 4 1. Yeah, but th- did you see that clip that he's been doing the rounds on, on, <laughs> on the internet? Well, it, it's. Yeah. It's like, it's like he's, he's. He hasn't played football for ages. He's the new Pirlo. Is he? He's just gone there. This will be fine. <laughs> Uh, I'll have a bit of fun. Yeah, and that's yeah. that. The old adage like, that, that you used to use quite a lot uh, was um, there's no pictures on the score sheet. I think there probably will be in the future. Yeah, there will. Yeah. That's you know, what I was looking at. Rich yeah. metadata. Rich content, guys. It'll be, it'll, it'll be, be vines left, right and centre. It'll be content, rich metadata, um, Oculus Rift, uh, <laughs> virtual reality uh, yeah. experience. It's just beamed into your eyes. You won't have to wear a headset. Though. You'll be able to know what it's like to actually be Ashley Cole for that particular time. <laughs> Excellent. Um, before we go to the highlights of the week, how about this? Let's go to Ghana, because the footballing powers that be in Ghana have ordered Avram Grant to come back to Ghana and stop gallivanting in Europe. Uncle Avi, hey? he, he likes a gallivant oh, in his tracksuit, doesn't he? Don't yeah. he? <laughs> doesn't he, He's probably still wearing his Bobby tracksuit, <laughs> yeah. doing all his dastardly deeds. I'm not, doing, I'm not doing this on the Ghana national team's ticket. I'll do it on the Pompey ticket. Yeah, yeah. You get more bang for your bucket. Yeah. All right, Avi, that's enough. Um, yeah, big Avram. A, a parliamentarian in Ghana even said that Grant had been taking the nation for granted. That's poor from for, Avram. For granted. Yeah, yeah. Nice. No pun intended. Is it poor fruit from him, though? Because as, as loath as I am to defend the guy, he's, <laughs> he spent, he's guided them to the final of the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. That's one. He's not doing his job. Job. Wait, <laughs> two. He spent three months in Europe. Last three months in Europe. But I did a little bit of cursory research. Did you, guys, you? good man? Into the Ghana national squad, and yeah. twenty of twenty-three of them do actually play outside of Ghana. <laughs> and the only three that play in Ghana are the two reserve goalkeepers mm-hmm. and a nineteen-year-old one-cap prospect. Well. Everyone else plays outside of Ghana. So the fact that he's supposed to be in Ghana, and, and the quote that the guy made was like, "Oh, um." We need him to start monitoring for, for youth team prospects. We don't really. That's not what his job is, is it? Yeah, his I job mean, is to manage the be, team. If maybe, you think, maybe they just miss him. If, I mean, if they he's, wouldn't, they wouldn't. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Exactly. If he's just been in Europe looking at uh, 
Ghana footballers. What else yeah. would he be doing, Margaret? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, just free time. A spokesman for the Ghana FC said the Africa Cup of Nations qualifier matches against Mozambique are approaching, and, and another side of forget who they're playing, and we need him. I mean, we you don't go and have take on Mozambique and win, surely. Mm. To summarise, to summarise, yes. the fact that he was in England around the time that Chelsea was working as a pundit on Sky Sports <laughs> is a complete coincidence. He's on Sky Sports working as a pundit. Yeah, I know. You know. Best yeah. way you can listen. You can that, that way. You can watch the Ghanaian yeah. players and have a few stats as well. It's yeah. just that when I heard that, that Avram had gone missing, I thought I feared the worst. Yeah, we all did. Um, <laughs> he got a free login for Sky Sports. I well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stay with African football very, very briefly. Cape Verde, Pete, are ranked the best African side at the moment in the FIFA World Rankings. What, what's yeah. Pete's link to Cape Verde again? Went I there went there really once. <laughs> yeah, I went there for seven days. I always, <laughs> I always think of you since, in association with Cape Verde. But so. since then, th- their football's improved tenfold. That's yeah. what I would say. Mm. They're a bit of beat soccer with the, the kids blue, the blue sharks are, are the top ranked spreading the gospel yeah, yeah. top ranked African side Ivory Coast second Algeria third Ghana fourth I mean how does that even work <laughs> really it's a, mean, great, it's a great achievement for Cape Verde because their population is just under half a milli yeah, yeah. It's half a milli half a millimetre half a milliband yeah, half a half a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they've got these horrible wasps that attack you have they? Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that related in any way? Your pace has got to be great, yeah. really, True. if that's an issue. It's got to be hard or work. You can train him to attack the other players, mm. the other team. And now it's time for the highlights of the week with Luke Moore. As if the show already wasn't a highlight of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're cranking it up a notch, aren't we? Um, yeah, I've got lots of good highlights this week, actually. I'm going to go through them as quick as I can. Um, but genuinely, I, I can't leave that many of these out because they're all very good. Um, Stuart McKeown um, is, is top of the bill with this. He says, um, I was sitting near former Newcastle goalkeeper Jack Annick. Is that how you pronounce it, Annick? Yeah, Annick, yeah. Um, at the Port Vale game, as he wasn't in the match day squad at the weekend. And someone turned to him and said, Mate, shame you left the tomb. You'd get in the squad. No bother now. And he replied, oh, yeah, you know, but Robert Lee isn't so bad. And the, and the guy responded by saying, oh, yeah, he's quality. But in any other 10 positions, you could get a game easily. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a good one from Neil Maguire. He says, um, I was playing centre-half on Friday, on Friday night on a team of Afghan refugees here oh, in Berlin. Wow. He said, it's hard enough marshalling a defence with authority, even more so when you're trying to work out the Sunday League staples of blue head on this, it's still nil-nil, <laughs> mm. we're not talking, when your left-back only speaks Pashto. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew Monty replied, saying, bloody refugees coming over to Europe, taking our full-back positions. No. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here Tom Ruzzolo he says uh, City fans chanting sign him up sign him up sign him up to a pigeon that landed on the pitch at Villa Park um, it took refuge in the corner at the end where Villa were attacking and remained undisturbed for over half an hour <laughs> <laughs> that's um, Evan Gorsman says the entire pub I was at cheering the loudest at the sight of Wenger with a head in hand I was in the bathroom at the time and thought Spurs had scored <laughs> <laughs> Which is very interesting. What else have we got here? Um, oh, Darren Food's been in touch. Darren Food. Great, great name. He says, mm. I'd like you all to know that it's just two months till former FIFA president Zhao Havelange's 100th birthday. Wow. wow. Hashtag the good die young. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, <laughs> and I'll finish off with this one, which is which I really enjoyed. Which is from Steve, who's obviously a Newcastle fan. He says, uh, the f- My highlight of the week was the final whistle at St James's Park when we were all finally allowed to go away and enjoy ourselves. <laughs> oh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed a very early season ticket throw, it was, it was very early in the season. How does that fit in March? I mean, the beginning of March is that very early? For Newcastle? Well, the asparagus have come very early because of the warm winter, and so, the daffodils, yeah, daffodils and the daffodils. Right. So, uh, yeah, because I remember, was it. I'm sure I'm right in saying that McLaren was the victim of a couple of season tickets thrown Middlesbrough. at Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just it's just McLaren, and he took him to the UEFA Cup final. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe in each case he had something on his face. 
that it, needed wiping mm. and the fans were just being helpful. But the Middlesbrough one, he actually got thrown physically in his face, didn't he? Whereas the Newcastle one, I thought was just on the Be- side of the pitch. It was, it was on the roof of the dugout, so they oh, almost hit him. Okay. Mm. My goodness. Well, um, a highlight for me of Jay Brothroyd becoming the first Englishman to score in the J League since Gary Lineker in 1994. Yeah. Cool. In, a, in a water, where, um, mm. is it Yamaha? I think Yamaha best. Could be. Could be. Good for him. Psychic. He's capped for England, wasn't he, Jay Brothroyd? Just, yeah. just the one. He's only 33. Still got time. Still got time. Um, uh, Jim, let's have a website roundup. Okay. So, are you looking for unbiased, informative football analysis yeah. that isn't afraid to ask the tough questions? Ooh. Get on down to thefootballramble.com where you'll learn how N'Golo Kante's importance to Leicester City's title challenge was scissored by the Welsh Pele, why World Book Day is really, really important to everyone, not just Lukey Moore, the moment Aston Villa's season descended into Catch-22 territory and Random Ramble, a new weekly initiative designed to make you listen to our back catalogue whether you want to or not. You'll find Kelly at Kelly underscore Wells. Do it before she finds <coughs> you. Um, <laughs> that round the ramble thing where we they they, they uh, Kelly uh, highlights old shows. It is really interesting to hear us full of the joys of spring, mm. <laughs> browbeaten by the, both the game and each other. If you're <laughs> listening to this show in a future edition of that, hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's nice. And Pete didn't mean what he did <laughs> with that rifle. That's, he was that's never coming out. We've got you on that. Don't it was, worry. It was the one armed man, safe. and he's going to prove it. <laughs> and also, wasn't Star Wars Episode Nine really good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, any more for any more uh, check out 442 on a Wednesday we uh, bring you uh, the potted highlights of uh, a ramble basically in mm. cartoon form so check out 442 uh, youtube.com forward slash 442 or youtube.com forward slash the football ramble or football ramble rather that's the one and uh, if you want to get in touch the email address is show at the football the twitter is at football ramble and of course the website is the instagram and facebook are all all rambled up as well. <laughs> mm. Are all right by yeah. Marcus Bell. Yeah, well, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Bye. And it's bye from me. <laughs>